You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Lacrosse Footwear. Do one thing and do it right. For over a century, that's what Lacrosse has been doing, making the best rubber boots, period. Check them out at lacrossefootwear.com. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 41. Today, I'm talking with my good friend, Drew Robbins from Alabama. He's here at the Southern Ground headquarters. We're talking all about our season preparation, getting ready for the season, lots of gear talk. If you're a gear junkie, this is a great episode for you to listen to. You guys enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm super jacked about this episode because I've got one of my good friends, Mr. Drew Drew Robbins, here live in person at the Southern Ground headquarters. Parker, man, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode tonight. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. So interesting Mm -hmm. uh, about this episode is me and you were planning on interviewing somebody like tonight yeah like, yeah. We, were, yeah we were planning like you drove here from where you live what what is it 45 minutes away something yeah, 30, like that 35 40 35 minutes. minutes yeah so you drove here and right when you got here i got a text hey man i'm still at work i'm not gonna be able to record tonight <laughs> so i was like <laughs> you walked in the door and is hey so it's me and you tonight let's do it man but it's gonna let's be a fun it. it's gonna be a fun episode we already have kind of an idea mm-hmm which really all it is is just us talking like we would normally talk mm-hmm. when when we're in a conversation. That's that yeah, all the conversations we've all had have been centered around this anyway. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, it's, it's not really anything new or different. So. <laughs> exactly. So before we're not actually going to have an intro necessarily to this episode. We're going to do uh, just the podcast is going to be one big large chunk, so you're not going to have um, an intro, the meat of the podcast and then an outro. It's just going to be all together, but I do want to remind you to um, check out Onyx Maps. It's the best mapping software, in my humble opinion, um, for hunting public or private land. I've used it in both, and it is awesome. Um, Check it out, Onyx Maps. You can get the Elite membership or the Premium membership. The Elite is for 50 states. All 50 states you can access. The Premium membership is for one state. And, uh, yeah, so check out Onyx Maps. It's awesome. Um, the other thing is tetherednation.com. Now we're going to talk a lot about tethered. I feel like a lot of our podcasts that I do is like kind of 
tethered kind of really just creeps its way into every episode. <laughs> Um, and that's because it's important to what, to what the style of hunting that I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, and I know for you too, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Yes. Um, but there is some really cool crap coming out from tethered really soon. And, uh, we got to play with it at the expo. I got some of it, um, that I'm using already and mm-hmm. it's just, man, it's gonna, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for that. In mid August, I'm just gonna hand my paycheck over to him. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's good. They're, they're releasing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, in August, um, yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be well worth it. Another thing is, is right now they are like a month out on shipping, which is, uh, really huge for where it's been at. Um, and you're going to hear a lot about the story of tethered in an episode coming up very soon. It's already been recorded, um, with me and Walter Lee and Greg Godfrey. And you're going to get to hear a lot about the story of how tethered was started and kind of the process of everything. So I'm not, I'm not going to spoil that. But I am going to say that shipping is uh, getting better. They're catching up. They're about a month out right now, which is a ton better than where it was. And from what I've been told, it's going to get even better come September. So uh, when did you order yours? I ordered mine in May. In May. End of May. So you got it around a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Month and a half. Month and a half half. is about where you were at. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just got yours in. Just got it in, man. Like, literally, I got it in, and it's like you know, like every redneck that buys something new wears it immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So literally, it came out of the package, and I was in our uh, kitchen, and my wife's looking at me really, really weird because I just literally took it out of the package and just it just went right on. <laughs> just put it and on. And she's just looking at me like, "What is that?" You know? And I'm, I'm like, "This is it's it's my tree stand. Di- it's a man diaper." Yeah. It's it's that's that's what she said. She goes. Looks like you're wearing a diaper, and I'm like a diaper that kills stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but uh, and so went out in the tree, man. Just um, I, I haven't been able to climb yet, which I know we're gonna talk about that here in just a little bit. But yeah. dude, it literally unboxed it, went straight on. Yeah, and and I wanna I wanna get um, get something kind of out of the way, really quick for a lot of you guys. I get a lot of message actually, messages actually. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> I actually got one today. It was kind of funny. There was a guy that uh, commented on the most recent YouTube video, which if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should do that. It is Sportsman's Nation. Um, I do the Southern Ground vlog on there. Just put out a new video this past week on my climbing method. So a guy commented on it, and he was like, uh, he said something to the effect of, you don't see a whole lot of alpha males like us up there hanging, hanging by a rope. He's like, I'm like 6'8", 240 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's totally not me. I'm definitely 5'6". I think it fool, the camera will fool you into thinking that I'm like taller than I am. You can't tell that actually I look like a hobbit. But I get a lot of questions about big dudes wearing saddles. Um, so if I could describe you, Drew, um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to describe you. You're not a fat man. You're not a fat man at all. You are a, I appreciate a, a that. large man. Thank you so man. much. Yes. You're just a big man. Yes. Yes. You look scary yes. most of the time. I've I've never been small. Your beard weighs about 20 pounds, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hangs down like mid chest. Yes. You just look like a Viking. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I've yes. I've been called a lot of different things. Viking. <laughs> um, um. You know, other things I can't say on the podcast, but uh, um, yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm not self-conscious. I'm six foot even, you know, 290 pounds. So 
I'm not small by any stretch of the imagination. And so that was one of my concerns when I first started getting into the saddle idea. And actually, Parker, you're the one that um, introduced me to it um, in front of a restaurant of, of, of all places. We just busted <laughs> out the saddle. I've done that a lot, actually. Yeah. And, um, and, and so that was, that was my main concern was, uh, you know, hip pinch and, um, and different things like that. But man, when I put it on on Monday, and I now granted I was just out in the yard, you know, um, not in a hunting situation, but uh, there, there wasn't any of that, you know. Yeah. And and um, and I know we were talking about this earlier, but like there is no going back for me. Like I sold everything. I sold my climber. <laughs> I sold uh, my lock on. I mean, I sold everything, you know, and and went all in on it because I I just I think it's the best way to hunt public land and where where we're at with all the public land we have around us. Um, I just went for it. And so, so for all the big guys out there, you know, all the guys that were like, is this going to fit? Cause I, I see that a lot on the saddle hunter page and on different um, forums and stuff like that. How does this, how does this work for big guys? Because most of the guys you see are not necessarily bigger. They're, they're you know, they're, they're all like trim and fit and everything. And I haven't been trim and fit since sure, I was whatever. like in the second grade, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but, but for all the big guys out there, man, I, I just want to encourage you to try it. Just try it. I mean, get get the XL and try it, um, and it, it fits great. And um, I'm, I actually do the 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 straps around my legs, so it doesn't come up. So yeah, I noticed I, that you I, did I, that. I do it picture. around. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. um, I like that a lot better. It fits really, really good. I love it, man. That's cool. I think you're gonna enjoy it. And you actually uh, live in like the heart of where I hunt, so it's yeah. like your backyard. Yeah. Which I mean, it's literally uh, cool. right, right in the middle of it. And so, um, just for all the all the listeners out there being being on the podcast for the first time, um, we live in Aston, Alabama. Me and my family. Um, uh, I have two kids, a five year old and a three year old. And bro, my five year old is starting kindergarten next week. Oh my god! Like I don't know. Does how school to... start next week? Yeah, man. What the heck? Yeah, and so it's. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But so my baby girl starting kindergarten. And, and, and so, um, um, but we live right, right in the middle of Bankhead. And, um, and so, um, and if you want to come hunt Bankhead, come on, be my guest. It's really hard hunting. And so (laughs) I don't, I don't mind telling people that that's where, that's where I I live. It's where I hunt. It's so big. So huge. It's like, so big. It's a massive national forest. Yes. Yes. The chances of somebody who's listening to this, like running in to it's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, really. it is. It is. And I got I got very lucky. Um, a guy that's in our church, um, I pastor one of the campus um, campuses of the Rock Family Worship Center, and he's on a praise team, and he's he's a really really good public land hunter, and um, and Brendan uh, has really just taken me out and showed me some different spots and showed me places where he he's killed deer there in the past, and so I've kind of got a, a a head start on on things like that. But this mm-hmm. year, man, it's. It's 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 going to be mostly public land that that I do. I, I am on a club, um, and 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 so um, I know we're going to talk about that, talk about that here in a second too. But um, well, we can talk about it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Really, I mean, uh, one of the things that me and Drew were talking about here just a, a couple minutes ago was that um, in a lot of ways we feel like private land, at least let's let's put that into perspective. Let's say hunting clubs that guys like you and I can afford. Right. 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 Um, there are definitely high dollar hunting clubs yes. that that are not highly pressured. No. But the the stuff that me and you can afford, we were talking about how that is actually probably more public um than public. Than most of the public yeah. around here. Yeah. Um, it seems like it. Like I, I can think of the last time I was on a club, 
Um, there was one stand. I mean, if if it was open, somebody was going to hunt. Oh it. yeah, like yeah. I, including myself. Yeah, you know. I mean, um, I had the most deer sightings in there. So if there was a, if there was nobody there, I'm I'm gonna go set. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, it can be harder at times to get on deer. If you're just gonna dedicate yourself to a so 500 true. acre club yeah. with 14 guys on it, yeah, um, it can be harder to find a deer on that piece of property than the 195,000 yeah. acres of. And, the and I don't forest. even think that it's necessarily even the pressure; it's that we've conditioned the 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 deer because everyone walks in the same way. Mm-hmm. They walk down the four wheeler trail the same way. The shooting house has been there. Some shooting houses have been there for generations, you know, which is fine. That's awesome. And that is one part of the club that I really do like is the camaraderie of it, you know, getting together sure. with with the guys, hanging out, having a good time. If if someone does share or kill, you know, sharing the kill, all that stuff, that's awesome. Like deer camp, you can't beat deer camp, you yeah. know. But also um, deer camp has been done the same way for years and years and years. And so you go to the same stand that's been in the same tree and – and you sit, and that's how I grew up hunting. Was on clubs like that, you know. Yeah. Um, was on deer leases, and um, um, I know some people, you know, give Bama a bad rap when it comes to like deer density and everything like that. But I came from hunting the Panhandle of Florida, you know. <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm I'm just looking around, going, "Oh my gosh, there's so many deer here." And some people right. that grew up here are like, "There ain't no deer here." I'm like, "No, come on down to Panhandle of Florida. I'll show you where there's no deer," you know. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, there's there there's a lot of pressure, and there's and we've also trained the deer because we just walk in the same way, we do the, the exact same thing, and so um, I, I'm even on our club going to go mobile, to where um, you know I'm basically just going to hunt the exact opposite of what other people are hunting, you know, mm-hmm. and you know maybe at the end of the year we can see how that works, but um, well, let me tell you this, so. Uh, that club I was just talking about is a club that's really close to the club you're on, mm-hmm. I think. I think yeah. we've talked about it before. Um, it's not far. And I killed, uh, let's see, I killed two does, I guess, the, the the year that I was out there. The last year I hunted a club. Um, I think I killed two does, mm-hmm. and I missed a buck. It was running, and it was the only buck I had seen. Yeah. Okay. That had, had, had a great shot. At, yeah. And it was a running shot. But um, uh, that place, probably close to the last week of the season that year, uh, I went in, and I'm not going to say I I had sold out to the hunting beast method of Mm -hmm. betting and things like that. I I I had heard of it. You know, I hadn't really studied it. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those day, days where I was like, it was a Sunday after church. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten there a little bit late. It was kind of one of those like hail Mary, like right. I'm just going to do something. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit in a shooting house cause that's not working. Right. I'm not going to go find a ladder stand. I'm not going to carry my climber. I don't have enough time to do that. I'm right. just going to walk around and see if I can find something. Right. So I literally started at the gate where you park and open the gate, drive through. Mm-hmm. Right. I started there and I just walked the fence line. Well, I get a hundred yards um, past the gate, and I hit a whole bunch of like, uh, just like real thick. It's almost like mountain laurel mm-hmm. type stuff. I kind of was go. I was up on on a, a hill, and up on a ridge. It was it was really a hill. Like mm-hmm. it was just a random hill, and I get up there and I start seeing these like bean shaped yeah. openings in this stuff. Yeah. 
And I mean, I'm a hundred yards off, off the road where we walk yeah. in or where we drive in and the gate, you know, every time you open the gate, yeah. Yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, the deer ain't anywhere around here. <laughs> They're all by the green fields that we planted. Yeah. And, uh, and so I start looking around and I'm like, well, gosh, dang, this looks like a bunch of beds. And that was probably the first beds that I actually found that I was like, yeah, these are definitely beds. Now, mm-hmm. at that point, I hadn't even really discovered the whole, like, finding hair in yeah. them and stuff. But it was obvious. Like, yeah. it was like, it, it looks like a moose laid down right yeah. here, you know. And, um, and that was at the very beginning of the property line. If you can imagine this, um, you, there was two gates on a, off a farm road. Yeah. There was a gate. Um, there was one gate and then there was another one and basically what happened, they were on the same side of the road, basically right at the gate or pretty close to where I was at about a hundred yards off of it. There's a Creek mm-hmm. and that Creek just basically it's one Creek bottom and it just does a U all the way back to the other gate. So there's hardwoods, but right. you're pretty much hunting one bottom, right? No matter where you're at on right. the property, it's just one bottom. And there's some little branches off of it that that go a little ways but for the most part the main part of it is just one bottom yeah and um all the deer seemed to come from that direction it was like there was it was like a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow does that make sense Mm -hmm. so they're bedding up on this hill and they're what you never see a lot of them Mm -hmm. there was never a lot because i mean there's not going to be a lot of deer right but it was basically all of the deer that were on this piece of property Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there was more beds here and there, but the way the property laid out, if you can imagine beds and then a creek, they overlook this creek yeah. that goes all the way around, and you'd always see deer. They were just walking that creek bottom. Yeah. And then occasionally they'd come up to the top to eat on the green fields, but yeah. for the most part, we never saw them yeah. uh, unless they got pushed. Yeah. I just thought that was super interesting, um, and nobody hunts it. There's no stands over there. There's no nothing. Right. And uh, all, all it is, is just a, it's basically like a sanctuary, Yeah. but they've set up that sanctuary to where they know no one's coming in there. Yeah. I mean, and they also know if somebody does come in the gate, Yeah. they have, yeah, they know. Yeah. I mean, it is as simple as parking, not opening that gate. Cause they're not going to be able to see you. Mm -mm. It it wasn't set up to where they could see you. They can hear that gate. Yeah. It's as simple as parking and walking in a little ways and probably killing a good buck because that's probably where the bucks are at. And it's thick. It's a bunch of like that mountain laurel pines and stuff like that. It was, it was perfect habitat. And actually the funny thing is, is I, I got off of that club and started hunting public Mm -hmm. and I told my uncle who was a great deer hunter, uh, I was like, Hey, you need, he's not really into the beast style hunting stuff. Um, he, he's very good hunter. He hunts you know, the more of the fresh sign yeah. type type stuff and pinch points and things like that. Um, but I, I had never really scouted with him and taken him out to find a bed. Well, during turkey season that next year, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like I had hunted public and been successful on public, and it was turkey season the following year, and he had been on that club the whole season prior. My, no, I wasn't on it, but he – I took him out and I was like, Hey, I want to go show you that place I've been telling you about. Yeah. Cause I told him, I was like, you need to take your climber in there, climb a tree yeah. and, and kill a buck. You'll do it. Yeah. Like if you go in there the right day, the wind's right, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, and he never did it. He still had a great season that year, but, yeah. um, 
we went in during turkey season. I showed them all those beds, and they were still right there. Yeah. I mean, I was pulling hair up. There was like eight or 12 beds. I mean, there yeah. was just all over the place, yeah. and we didn't even look that hard. Yeah. And so um, all that long story to say, like, hunting mobile on private land, man, it, be huge. It, it could be a huge. game changer for you. Huge. Um, and, and probably will get you kicked off a lot of clubs. Yeah. Because you're probably going to be killing the biggest deer yeah. on the place. Yeah. Luckily, th- this club is real. It's real chill, you know. Yeah. But um, I have been on clubs, me and my dad have, where you start seeing deer, shooting deer, you know, and then it's like, you know. What's this guy doing? The next year, the, the, the invite just doesn't come, you know. And um, but <laughs> So that's that's what I'm I'm – I'm really what I'm trying to do, Parker. This year, it's it's really funny. I'm 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 unlearning a lot of the things that I grew up hunting. Like I'm just totally like, okay, this, you yeah, know, going public, going mobile, because I I've hunted the same way, either in ladder stands or with a climber for my whole entire life, you know. And then when we moved to Alabama um, three years ago, um, I got into more of the mobile running gun um, public type of stuff, and so. It's, it ain't been easy at all, you know. Right. But um, I started putting some things together. My, the the buddy that's really taken taking me out and showing me some spots and everything. He's a really good deer hunter, and he actually said this. He goes, "Man, he goes in ten or twelve years on this club that we've had. He goes, I've never killed a deer, and I've never killed a mature buck in a greenfield. Never. Yeah. And I saw him like, all right. So I I take that and I'm like, okay, well, we plant all these greenfields and we sit on them, and no one kills them. Even the bucks that were killed were not killed in greenfields. They were killed walking to the the stand on the side of a hill that people don't look at and go, okay, well, that's what they're betting, you know? Right. And so, um, but people have been just entrenched in just thinking, shooting house, go to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Sit. If I see something awesome, it, you know? And um, now there's, there's, there's also the part of it where um, – I'm also in this club for my kids because whenever they, you know, get up, you know, I, I can take them. And baby girl went with me twice last year, and she loved it. And so, um, but I'm really just unlearning everything that I knew about deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 in Florida, we could we could corn, and I know now it's legal here. But um, um, e- even in Florida, it was just we would have stand set up. We would go to them. And if we didn't see any deer, it was like, oh man, we didn't see any deer. And so now I'm actually questioning why aren't our seeing deer? Like, yeah. where are these things at? And they got to be somewhere. They got to be somewhere. And one of the things that I did learn from 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 my father, who's a really good deer hunter, like he would sit till seven thirty, and if he didn't see anything, like that joker was up walking somewhere. Yeah. Like he, I mean, I would never pick him up in the same spot. And I finally asked him, like, Pop, what are you doing? Like, you you know you you're not seeing anything because you're not sitting in a tree. He goes, Oh, I've seen a lot. You know, he, he's seen sign, he's seen deer, he's seen all this stuff, and so. um so that's the plan this year, man. If if you were to ask me what my plan is going into this season, I plan on just hunting the freshest sign that I can possibly find, and just just walking, just start off walking, like having having some stuff on Onyx that looks good, but just walking in there and just hunting fresh sign because um, um, one of the things I've been listening to a lot and thinking on is that you you have to be where the deer are, not where you think they are, mm-hmm. or where you want them to be, you know? Because we got some pretty hard hardwood bottoms in the whole state. I mean, yeah. you can, you can walk in and go. Dang, they should be here, and then you can get and glued to not. a spot, and they're not there. And you sit half the season in a hardwood bottom because it's it's pretty, and they got the best white oaks in mm-hmm. the whole entire you know region. But if the deer aren't there, then you know that's all, what what, what are it, you doing? And it's pretty easy to read deer sign. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
Like, I, I can't tell you how many times that has happened to me hunting, especially a new place. You yeah. know, you go in, I am bad about going in blind in the morning. So, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I still want to get there early. Yeah. And so, I'm literally just going with my gut, yeah. you know, of, and, it, and it's worked. Like mm-hmm. the, I, the biggest buck I killed last year, um, that big eight point. Yeah. He, I mean, that was, that was what happened. I, I kind of, I read the map, read what he was going to do, and it worked out. Yeah. Um, but it was also, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the lack of pressure that was in that one specific spot, mm-hmm. um, made it, there's a lot of private land around there. Yeah. Um, a lot of green fields and stuff. And let's just be honest. Most of the people aren't going to hunt the way that we hunt and mm-hmm. that's okay. Like that's, that's totally not, fine. that doesn't make them bad or not good at hunting. They, they do that. This is how we do it. Yeah. And so, um, but I'm really bad about going into a spot blind and, and just kind of hoping for the best, yeah. you know, but, but really, um, you know, I, I do like to scout. It's easy to get, it's easy to get sidetracked on mm-hmm. summer scouting. Um, I, I try to, I try to go into an area and say, okay, um, typically in an area like this, the deer are going to be moving from this time to right. this time. If there's no sign, I, I don't typically see a lot of, a lot of fresh sign mm-hmm. in the areas that I scout during the summer. Right. When I go in during turkey season, there's almost no deer sign in yeah. my hot spot areas. Right. The areas that I know 100% that I'm probably going to see some deer at that year. Yeah. Like my main areas have zero deer sign during turkey season. Yeah. None. So that tells me a lot that they're in the area during the fall, but they're not necessarily there in the spring and summer. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not upset about that. I try not to get too sidetracked, and I also try not to get too sidetracked when I see a whole lot of sign during the summer mm-hmm. in an area. Yeah, I might see a ton of sign. I hung I hung a camera last year, and uh, it was I hung it during the summer, and there was deer sign freaking everywhere, dude. Yeah. It was like a swampy area, and there was so much deer sign. And I hung this camera, and I I went and got it right before the season opened uh, in October. <laughs> I got like two pictures of deer on it. <laughs> I got like a spike and a doe yeah. and a coyote. Yeah. And, and dude, I'm telling you, there was so, the trails were just beat down in there. Nothing. Yeah. There just wasn't anything there. And that, you know, I, I learned a lesson there. That doesn't mean there wasn't deer somewhere around right. there. You just kind of have to right. find them. And the best way to do that is scouting in mm-hmm. season, like you're talking about. Yeah. Going in and just saying, hey, I'm just going to walk. Just do it. This man. area looks good. I'm going to set up when I find something that looks good. Yeah. And don't settle. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, I have walked past so much good deer sign. Dude, I don't know if you've ever done that. I've oh, like, yeah. like walked past and expecting it to get better and better. And it just kind of peters out. You're yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to walk. I've already walked through this whole yeah. area. I could have just hung up. The worst is when you walk past a good deer sign and then like it's getting daybreak and you know, you got to set up and yeah. you set up and see nothing. And then on the walk back to the truck, the deer standing Right where you're like, that's where I I, sh- I could have killed him. I, yeah. He was there, you know. Um, and yeah, I've done that a couple times. Oh yeah, done I've that, done it a lot. Done and, that a couple times. And I mean, going back to a spot that you've already passed up is better. You know, I mean, yes, you you run the risk of mm-hmm. you've already blown. Yeah, put your sin everywhere, but it's better than going and saying. I'll just set up here because this is where I'm at. Yeah. Just yeah. go back. Just go back. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. That's a good thing um, for any listeners who are kind of getting into this style mm-hmm. of hunting 
is just go back. Like, it's not going to hurt you. find good deer sign, go back. You're better off doing that than you are being somewhere there's no deer sign. Yeah, that's, that's so, very true. It's very true. Um, I would I would even be interested to see, because, like I said, I've only hunted Alabama three years. We've, we've lived here three years. And so... Um, I would be interested. Maybe someone could go on, you know, the the Southern Ground Facebook page or or something. And if you've killed a deer, a mature deer, like a good buck, not not like a you know an Alabama eleven point. You know, I'm talking about like a good <laughs> one. You know, and, and not the scrub one. You know, I got a scrub one last year, and nothing get scrubs. But um, you know, one a real good deer. You know, if how many people have killed that on a greenfield? You know, just because. Um, you on just public. drive it on, on no on on, on private on private on, just period just just period because like you you can drive and you can just start driving and and you drive you drive past the clubs and you see all these deer and it's that's or you see all these greenfields and and it's awesome you know but every camera I've ever had on a greenfield it had nocturnal movement it was it was always after dark midnight yeah. one two three you know and so just I, I would be interested just just for me just just to know hey. Um, you you are headed in the right direction by not hunting the greenfield. Now you you could hunt off the greenfield, setting up bed to feed, which mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with that. You know, but I want to be where the deer are. I don't want right. to just be set up on the greenfield because oh man, that's that's the that's the prettiest seven and one we've ever planted in our whole entire life. Yeah. Well, well, praise well, God, that's great. But can you kill them in daylight? You here's know? the thing. Here's here's another thing. Is it's all really dependent on the time of the year too. Mm-hmm. Like um, Jamie McKay. Mm-hmm. Who was on Local Legends? Yeah, um, that guy's a killer. Yes, he killed he is. his biggest buck ever in a greenfield on public land. I've listened to the episode like three times. It, it's a great episode, it and, and the guy's super smart. He 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 tells me, you know, like, yeah, that deer's great. It's like a mm-hmm. hundred and sixty-seven inch buck or something, which is a massive yeah. buck for, yeah. especially for Alabama. Yeah, public land, and it, I mean, he is a toad. He just killed it. I think he said it was chasing a doe. Um, or with a doe or mm-hmm. something. I can't, yeah. I can't remember. Basically, he just kind of got lucky, yeah. and yeah. and it happened to be a stud, but he's got a whole bunch of other deer that are a little bit smaller that he's more proud of right? Um, because he felt like he had to work for yeah. it. Well, and the rut's a completely different ball game too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Um, it is. It, it it just totally is. And so, um, but I know you're getting ready for deer season, gearing up, going to Kentucky, different things like that. Oh, yeah. And so what are you doing gear-wise right now to uh, get ready for the season? Dude, I feel like gear has been at the top of my mind. <laughs> Mine too. Gear, like gear, deer, and beer. No, not really. <laughs> but um, it, it's been like the last prob- – well, really since, the, since my boy has been born, mm-hmm. uh, which is what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Three weeks today. Yeah. Three weeks today. And, um, I, I, you know, I've, I've tried not to be out, you know, going right. out yeah, and of course. being gone and scouting, doing things that I would normally do this time of year. Uh, I've really tried to stay at home and focus on some of the things I can just get done here. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting everything prepped. Yeah. Uh, making sure I'm good to go. Dude, I can't. I've done so many projects in the last three <laughs> weeks just because I've been here. Like, I'll be in the... I'll be in my workshop until like two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> just working on stuff. Like, it's been crazy. So, the first thing that I did was the sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut down the new hot heliums. Right. There is a video on that on the YouTube channel. If anybody's interested, it's called uh, like lightweight climbing method, I think. And basically, what I did is I cut down the new heliums, 
um, that have the suction cups, which mm-hmm. are freaking awesome. Yeah. A lot of people don't like them. I am a fan yeah. because of the way that I transport them. Right. I just need them to stay together. Right. Most, you know, right. to stick. And so um, I love it. Uh, I cut them down to 21 inches and well, it's actually 20, 20 and a half mm-hmm. inches because yeah. I messed up the first cut. So I just made them all the same. <laughs> um, I, so I did that. Uh, got a uh, five step uh, aider running an aider, right? Yeah, the yeah. aider. I got a five step aider. Um, from Black Diamond, that is pretty cool. So basically, I'm I've been working on that climbing method a lot, practicing mm-hmm. it, making sure it's good to go. Um, it's been it's been awesome. I really right. I really like that. Uh, painted those. Um, the next thing that I did, uh, well, let's let's stick on let's stick on climbing sticks. So okay. uh, yeah, I actually um, I bought Hawk Heliums too. Um, appreciate that, Parker. From some, uh, yeah, from, from some chump. From some chump. Cheated um, you out of some and, money. And so um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so I, I bought some Hawk Heliums, and um, last year I bought a pair of API hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. Hunting sticks. I caught a deal um, on Cabela's, and someone gave me a gift card um, for my birthday or Christmas or whatever, so like I didn't pay hardly nothing. That's and awesome. so what I'm actually thinking about doing this year is cutting those down to 20 inches. Okay. Um, with a rope mod, which I already had the rope on them. Um, that's what I did last year. I, I bought the bought the sticks and, and and did the rope mod. And so, um, and now I'm I'm waiting on the heliums. I'm waiting. Um, I'm honestly just waiting to see what tether drops. You know, just because um, um, I'm I'm really excited. The 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 verses that they had there the um, um expo was awesome. The verses um, straps. Yeah, the the verses straps. So. Dude, this thing's like what? Wait, an ounce or something like that? Like, it's half an ounce. Like half an ounce. This right here is half an ounce. It's, it's half an ounce sick. for uh, for seven feet. Yeah, I think is what it is. And um, so I'm kind of waiting on that. Um, and then also um, um, the the I know I Facebooked you um, or texted you a couple weeks ago about a pack, and then I went to the expo and I, and I saw the I saw the predator pack. So I'm waiting on that as well because I don't. I don't like to run a whole lot of stuff, even even when I hunted, you know, on, um, you know, ladder stands and, and, and different things like that. Right. I can't stand carrying a lot of stuff to the woods. Yeah. I just, it just, I just think the more stuff you carry in the woods, the more stuff that you have that can make noise, you know? You're and right. so, um, so I just want to run literally the Predator Pack with, and then I want to take my sticks. The Predator Pack has those loops down on the end. I actually did this at the expo. I didn't know if I was supposed to or not, but I just did it. I, I just took the predator pack and I took the stick off of the um, tree and I put it in the pack and like they the the pack has two um, um, cords that you can um, tie off with and dude it didn't move really? I mean it, it was awesome and and so and and with twenty inches it's I mean that's a, that's a, that'll be less than the length of me sure. or, or width of me you know so yeah. um, so going through brush and different things like that um, I would rather them go um, horizontal than vertical anyway yeah because. I can't tell you how many times I walked through with vines hitting the top of them and getting, you know, caught and yeah. all that stuff. And so, um, so I'm, so I got, I got two pairs of sticks right now. And if I keep looking, I'm, I might have a third pair of sticks because I just, I'm, I'm a gear junkie, you know, I, yeah. I just love to look, uh, look and buy stuff. And, um, and so, but so I'm, that's what I'm running this year. The, the APIs probably cut down and then the hockey limbs, I'm going to keep them there. They're, they're the same length. Yeah. And, um, and then I and got, they're not bad. I no. used them last year. You'll get, you know, 15 feet you'll probably get you'll get higher than i did mm-hmm. um with three sticks so it's yeah. really not it's not bad at all it's yeah. it's actually and it's easy yeah. you know and I, I actually i killed a deer out of 
busted tree at like eight feet using two sticks. Yeah. So it really. What's your opinion on that? Are you a high is better type of guy? Not for bow hunting. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't like. I think you need to be where you need where the where. I guess you need to be where you need to be, mm-hmm. right? So, um, there's times when probably just getting off the off the ground six or eight feet is beneficial because that's where the cover is, right? Um, and and you're gonna get a better shot uh, angle, a better yeah, a better mm-hmm. shot angle on a deer like that. That's what happened with with the the buck I killed uh, last year out of that broken tree, and yeah. I was probably only about eight feet off the ground, if even that. Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose, but it was, right. I mean, it was where I needed to be right. at at the time. I just didn't know it. And so, um, but most every deer I kill, I can't think of other than in Kentucky in January. I went on like a two day trip to mm-hmm. Kentucky in January and I got busted by a doe. Um, but she, that was just cause she caught my movement. It wasn't, but it's also that's January. So there, there's no cover. There really. was no cover. I was in like a, there's no leaf cover freaking crotch of a tree freezing mm-hmm. my butt off. Yeah. It was cold and raining <laughs> all day. And I'd set and the deer finally came out. There was like 15 deer that came out <laughs> at like right at dark. And I was like, I, I had a buck at like 30 yards that I could have shot. And I just couldn't, like I couldn't move. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't like. I wasn't set up. I didn't. I didn't have the the setup of clothing that I needed yeah. for that type of situation. Yeah. Which is a great segue. Yes, it is. Actually. Yes. Um, because that is the the next thing that I want to talk about. That's actually today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made that purchase. I sold some stuff, and I am now joining, uh, Team Scree. Yes. So that's S K R E. Yes. And I, I bought. Some you bought stuff that is really good. You bought the merino wool stuff. Yep, I bought the what is it called the the ca- the Khabib or something like that. Or uh, <laughs> you think we're recording a podcast? We should know. We should know this. We should know what this is. It's a it's a merino like basically a merino top. It's yeah. a base layer, but I'll actually probably wear it as my outer layer um, during the yeah. During the uh, early season, I was super impressed with it, man. When I when I saw it at the expo, and um, shout out to Lock Wheeler um, for oh, yeah. convincing me to go ahead and join Team Scree because it was it's some good camo. And um, I know uh, we were talking about it on one of the Facebook pages. I, I think it was Saddle Up or um, Saddle Hunter or something. One of the pages, and, and a guy was asking about it, and um, um, and I, I just said, "Hey, man, check out." you know, scree camo. It's, it's some good quality stuff. What I love most about it is not, not just the functionality of it, but they have a lifetime warranty, man. That's just, yeah. that's, it, it's just solid. I mean, now you can't go out there and spray paint it and, you know, and, you know, take right. your pliers and punch a hole and puncture a right. hole in it and go, it broke when I was walking through the brush. Okay. Yeah. No, you know, but, um, it just, just some solid stuff, man. And, but the, the guy was asking, uh, he, he's like, well, that camo pattern's c- kind of different. And they, I think it was Adam Cruz, actually, was, was yeah. the one. He's like, man, I don't care about um, camo pattern. I want good quality clothing. And if you're looking for good quality clothing, man, this this stuff it's is good it. Stuff. It's I'm, good stuff. I'm excited about testing it out this season. And, got mine in today. And I got seeing, that yeah. merino wool. Yeah, the merino 170. Mm-hmm. So I got that. I got the hard scrabble jacket and the hard scrabble pants. Okay. And... Um, I said there's there's multiple reasons why I'm excited about this is like I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, when I was in Kentucky that day, man, like I was so like bundled up. I just I never have 
I, I've always just been cold. I don't like to be bulky. Right. I'd just rather be yeah. cold. Right. So yeah. instead of being bulky, I'll just not wear as much clothes and I'll be cold. Right. And I've been working on that every season. I get closer and closer to where I want to be. And I just, I've been running, um, I've run a mixture of things. I've run broadside, which is good stuff. Um, it's definitely not bad that the, mm-hmm. yeah. the patterns are awesome. Yeah. Scott Shear is a good, great dude. Um, making, uh, his way into the saddle world. Yeah. Uh, his pattern is on the new flex, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, it's great stuff. The, the fact of the matter is, is most of my broadside stuff, um, I've had for a, a while and yeah. some of it, my cold weather stuff doesn't fit me anymore. So, right. um, that is that's the that's the biggest part about the broadside stuff that mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it doesn't mean it's bad gear i just have to sell it because yeah. of because of that um but even with even with broadside uh i, I wasn't getting it was still fairly bulky mm-hmm. for for what it was and so i a lot of times i just didn't wear it i wear under armor some some under armor stuff mm-hmm. that's good it's their cold gear and it's it's good stuff but it was still just more bulky than i yeah want to be yeah and so i built a solid relationship with Locke. i've had him on the podcast we've talked yeah. about we did a full screen gear episode and uh and i finally bit the bullet today i was like you know what um me and walter lee have been talking about it a lot and mm-hmm. like he he bought some stuff and uh we're gonna we're gonna put it to the test and see what it'll do out here what we've needed in the south is is a a fairly affordable i'm not gonna say cheap no it's but not affordable yeah. Very affordable. Um, yeah. Camo or performance hunting wear, mm-hmm. right? Not just camo that's, you know, a cool pattern or. Right. Like the South has needed that for a while. Sitka gear is great. A lot of those, a lot of mm-hmm. people use Sitka gear. Um, I can't afford Sitka gear. No. So it, it is so far out of my price range that the only way I'd be able to afford Sitka gear is used. Right. And that's just a maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I have no issues with it. I know it's great stuff. Um, the other uh, first light, I, I, I'm just not going to be a fan of it for the South. I, I know too many people out yeah. here that have my friend um, Nathan, mm-hmm. Nathan Protz. He has used first light and he's actually got uh, a first light long sleeve shirt that the sleeves ripped up so bad that he had to cut off yeah. the sleeves and sew on yeah. another brown shirt yeah. long, long sleeves. Yeah. Um, I've heard stories about the um, the threads breaking and yeah. it's just and, yeah. and then Briar's just yeah. crushing first light. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of that. I, I can't be. I want to be because I love their patterns and I like their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for hunting more of a Western style. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else is there? It, it's, uh, it has to last down here. And I mean, yeah. I mean here, um, we can, we can legitimately hunt from October through February, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, it don't get as cold here as it does out, out in the West. But also, um, um, that means that the, that we're hunting a lot, walking a lot, going to stands a lot. Um, you know, I know you can watch the hunting shows and you see everybody out west when it's minus eight degrees, minus ten degrees, where they're at. They're in a shooting house with a, a buddy heater, you know. Yeah. And so we yeah, that's like up not north, up north, yeah, and Midwest and yeah, stuff like that. That's yeah. that. That's not us. Um, I know. Um, um, my wife's family has some land in Oklahoma that I uh um, get to hunt every now and then. And the coldest I ever hunted, man, was in Oklahoma. 
and it was like, um, I think it was seven degrees, and it was snowing. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. That's fine. And the wind was blowing like 20 miles an hour, because it always blows 20 miles an hour in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So if there's anybody listening from Oklahoma, it's it's stinking cold up there. And I just admire you guys for going out and hunting in that. Um, I lasted all of about 45 minutes. This southern boy was not. And, dude, I had like I had every thermal that Walmart had. I mean, I you know, you come from the south over yeah. there. Like, it was like the real tree seven and one parka that, you know, I, I, I looked like that dude that showed up in Little Giants for the first day of football practice, you know, wrapped in the foam. Like, yeah. that's what I looked like, the you know. The little kid with the glasses. Little kid with the, the glasses. The booger bubbles. Yes. Yeah. And I showed up to hunt, and I'm like, it's cool, guys. It's cool, kill a deer, you know. And, like, I couldn't even grip my gun, you know, because – um, and so I was like, man, this is, and, and so, but what, what I found it is that layering is the best way to go. And, and the best way to layer is, um, with high quality stuff, especially close to your skin. And they say this Merino wool has, is just, it's, it's just the absolute best. And so I'm excited to try it, yeah. but if I can get my system down to where I only have three pieces of clothing on, I think I'll be doing pretty good. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm really excited about that vest that um that Screes got. I, I saw it at the um, expo, mm-hmm. and I was and I tried it on, and um if I can keep my core warm, because I'm I'm, I'm 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 pretty hot natured anyway, right. and and so um um if if I can just run just a base layer with a vest, man, you'll be doing solid. I I think so. I think so. Uh, it's it's a far cry from you know putting on like your flannels, then putting on a bigger flannel, and then putting on sweat sweats, dude. and then putting on your jeans or your overalls. You know, you ain't telling me nothing. I bro, don't know, man. It like, is the hardest thing on earth when the runs hit you in a twenty foot ladder stand, and you have on seven layers of clothing. You just have to decide <laughs> which one you want to ruin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's just bad. And so, like I've got I've got a full tub right now, right behind you in the room behind you. Uh, camo that I'm selling. Um, and there's probably been some days when I have had that much camo on. Oh, yeah. You know, just yeah. because none of it is performance stuff. And, like, I've got a pair of coveralls in there that I've had since I was, like, a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're warm. They're freaking bulky. Yeah. But they're they're okay, you know. Yeah. But even at that, you're, like, layering underneath yeah. it. And that's just your, yeah. your outer layer, yeah. you know. And so here's something that uh, – a misconception, I guess, about – hunting mm-hmm. public land, hunting mobile, is that uh, we do it because it's cheaper. Um, it's really not. No, it's <laughs> I not. I mean, you, you, have to, you have to have, to be able to effectively do it as good as you can, which everybody who's trying to get mm-hmm. into mobile hunting, that's, that's the goal is to yeah. do it effectively. You, you have to have good gear. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm going and I'm sitting in a shooting house, again, nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with it. I don't have to have performance, No, you know, camo. No, I gotta have a, I, I have to have a $49 little buddy heater. Yeah, that's it. You know? I mean. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. I've, I've, I've grew up doing it. I'm going to take my baby girl, and we're going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's there's nothing wrong with that. But even, let's just say that you're not saddle hunting. Let's just say you're just running climbers or a lock-on and um, sticks, Okay. A good solid climber nowadays, two, three, four hundred bucks. Oh yeah, you know, um, um, you know, lock on and sticks, two fifty. You know, like it, it's it's not cheap. You know, yeah, and, and you're even talking about not mobile stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you just. Know? I mean, like you've got, you'll spend a hundred dollars or more easily on a ladder stand unless yeah. you buy it new, and 
then that ladder stand is going to be in yeah. one spot. Yeah. You know, for the season, it's not mobile hunting. Yeah. You know, it's so. Um, what I tell people at the expo last weekend, uh, people were sitting in a saddle, you know, and they're like, "Oh man, this is comfortable." But I already have ladder stands. I'm like, "Listen, sell all your ladder stands, buy a whole bunch of screw-in steps mm-hmm. from Walmart, and there's your ladder stand. That's all you got to do. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're hunting private land, yeah, and and you've got green fields out, or you've got spots where you put ladder stands, all you have to do go in and put in some screw-in steps, yeah, and then from that point on, all you got to do is climb up." Put your platform on and yeah. sit in your saddle, and yeah. you're immediately more effective yeah. in that spot than you would be in a ladder stand. Yeah. Plus, if you've got, a, let's say, you got 500 acres with 10 ladder stands on it, you sell all those, you're going to have money left over by the time you buy a saddle yeah. and some sticks, yeah. or a saddle and whatever climbing method you want to use. Yeah, you'll have the, money left over. Yeah, and then also, you know, there, there's the, you know, there's there's this also where I think one of my fears is that my wife will sell all my camo and stuff for what <laughs> I told her that I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it gets a little pricey, and she's not going to listen to this episode at all. Um, you know, cause, I'm going to message you know, her and be like, listen. That's fine. You have, He talked so highly of I you. I did. She's awesome. I love her, and she she lets me go hunting. Um, but I think every, every guy or girl that hunts, you know, like <laughs> – we play this game, you know, going back and forth where it's like, like, like today, my, my camo came in. She goes, what's that? I go, it's my camo. She goes, oh, okay, for what? And I, for deer hunting, sweetheart. Didn't you buy something last week? Yeah, but that wasn't camo. That's a completely <laughs> different thing. You know, like, something so, else. like, I think every married man, engaged guy, I mean, wh- whoever you want to say, a lady, it, it, we all play this song and dance. Can where we, it's, can we just get something off of our chest? Yes. Everybody. When you go to order something online, uh, maybe it's just me. There's the thought of where could I send this to? Yes, that it's not gonna. Could I send this to the church? Oh, I definitely have. <laughs> I definitely stuff shows up at the church. Like, like people are like, what's a bow showing up at the church for? Targets? Like, what's going on? Like, what's, oh, it's, what's just, it's nothing. It's nothing. Just, just an illustrated we're, sermon. We're doing a men's group and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's awesome, you know. And so, but uh, and uh, but yeah, man, this. It gets pricey. It gets pricey, but it's it's solid gear that that you're hoping and uh, believing that that it's going to last for a long time. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm starting to consolidate all my stuff, and that's what I'm telling my wife is that listen, I could have all this stuff, or I could have just fewer things, but they might cost just a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and and so um, so fellas or ladies, if you're listening, all right, okay. Um, be good at playing the game, but also be honest. Okay, don't let your marriage end over hunting camo. All right. Yeah. But a new bow. But a new I bow. Mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, a new bow is a new bow. I yeah. mean, that's a we, you know that's a completely different story. So I I'm I'm excited about getting into the scree gear. Just kind of wrap too, that man. part up. Like I'm I'm pumped about it. I I will be probably set. I think I can wear the hard scrabble stuff for sure. A hundred percent. The mm-hmm. the pants. I can wear those early season in Alabama. They may be a little warm for early season Kentucky. But I've mm-hmm. got plenty of early early season stuff. It's like it, it is what it is. Yeah. I got tons of yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So the next thing that I've done is the uh, the battle belt on oh, yeah, on that's the right. mantis. Okay. Uh, that's the Clayton Bond. Yeah. Uh, if you, you may know him by his Instagram, uh, addicted. Is it addicted to whitetail or addic- addicted whitetail? Addicted whitetails, I think. Addicted whitetail. Yeah. 
super cool guy Clayton is. Um, I did a little short video on our Instagram, and uh, that's uh, at Southern Ground Hunting on on Instagram, and I did a short little video of his battle belt. He calls it the Long Range Worn Saddle Deployment System, <laughs> uh, and it's and it's pretty cool. It like, is. It's a cool little system. So basically, all it is all it is is like a battle belt, like a military battle belt mm-hmm. with the molly connections and yeah. stuff the molly loops and all you have to do is um you buy these they're called uh i, I don't know if, if you would say it mod straps or mod straps okay um but it's basically what you would hook up molly molly webbing and webbing different in, things like that because that that was my question um and I, I actually texted you about it, and and you sent me the link. But um, how those how how the battle belt connected to the uh, saddle, and it's simple. It's really simple. It's simple. And so first, let me let me say why I did it. So the reason I did it is the mantis is super freaking light, mm-hmm. like it's very, very lightweight, and and I'm also like you, I'm a minimalist. Like mm-hmm. I I don't want to take a ton of stuff in the woods. I have a bunch of camera gear that I'm carrying every single time I go in. That that makes me want to just like drop everything. So it, it's rare that I carry a grunt call. I barely mm-hmm. if if it's the right if it's the right time, I might have one in my bag. I don't ever carry rattling antlers or a rattle bag or anything like that. I don't carry any kind of estrus stuff. Yeah. I carry a one pair of gloves, and I'm usually wearing those. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's really not much. Then camera it, yeah. camera gear release. You know, yeah. just just little things like that. My gear hanger. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like to keep everything pretty. Which shout out to the gear hanger that's coming from. Yeah, from that's a, that'll uh, be a cool one. Too. That's going to be an awesome one. That one will be really cool. It'd be a, a, the daisy chain yeah. type uh, strap gear hanger. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so uh, you know, I, I try to keep everything in my my pouches. Mm-hmm. In those dump pouches that are mm-hmm. that I've had on my saddle. Right. Well, what ends up happening is is it's it's not super weighty, but just my, I keep my tether and my rope, uh, my lineman's belt in there too, and so those can get a little bit heavy, mm-hmm. um, and it starts making the saddle sag mm-hmm. um, unless you pull it super tight and it's uncomfortable. Right. So what I wanted to do and what Clayton, you know, kind of inspired me with was using that battle belt and you hook up your pouches and your sis haulers um, on, onto that. Mm-hmm. And it, and it carries all the, carries weight, the weight on your hips okay. yeah. and there's no weight on your saddle and you can tighten that. It's padded. It's comfortable. Okay. There's no weight on your saddle. And what it does is you can actually wear it while you're still in the saddle. You still buckle up your saddle cause that's, um, mm-hmm. you know, rated for a fall and stuff. Right. Those buckles are and the ones on the battle belt are not. But but it actually makes your saddle sit lower um, where it's supposed to sit, mm-hmm. about two inches, an inch and a half, two inches lower than your um, the top of your pants. Yeah. It's supposed to sag a little bit while you're actually hanging. Right. And that's why a lot of people get a lot of the hip hip pinch that they're okay. that they're talking about is because they don't have their saddle low enough, and so it just they're not sitting in it correctly. And so what this battle belt does is it corrects that, and um, and so I really like that. That was a pretty cool upgrade that I did. Um, obviously, it makes the saddle a little heavier than it originally was. Yeah. But I mean, so you would encourage me first year saddle hunting? That would be an upgrade that you would 100%, recommend. One hundred percent. If you're using a mantis, I, I that's the only thing I can right yeah. speak from experience on. Um, I, I would say one hundred percent. And you know, I mean, really, with any saddle, it's going to 
um, distribute the weight better, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, you know, I would imagine um, other other saddles probably people have similar issues, you know, right. where they um, the weight of what you're carrying kind of, you know, I carry my my binoculars, I carry my mm-hmm. range finder, I carry my release, yeah. I carry my gear hanger. And these my are all tether. in dump, Those dump are pouches? all in my dump pouches. Okay. So I'm carrying a lot of stuff right there because I don't want to carry right. a big, huge backpack. Right. Um, and so I'm carrying it all on my hips, and, and it carries it just fine. And so that's definitely an upgrade that people should look at. Go to um, uh, YouTube, guys, and uh, check out Clayton Bond. It's Addicted Whitetail on YouTube as well. And he uh, he's actually going to be coming out with a video. I think he already filmed it, and okay. he's just working on editing it. Okay. Uh, but he's got a pretty cool video of his climbing method too, yeah. which is which is pretty cool, and it involves the battle belt as well. So I have another question for you, and I, I posted this on the Saddle Hunter page because um, now er- everything's changed for me because going going to saddle um, instead of a climber, everything's changed. So um, when you get to the tree, um, how do you get your bow up? And I, I know you said something about. Doyles, Doyles, the Doyles okay. gear hauler. I, that's been a struggle for me too. Um, I, I've tried one out. I, I haven't bought one yet. Is it loud? Uh, no, it's, it's not, not loud. loud. It's it's a it's a it's a little bit bulky. It's a little mm-hmm. bit big, but for what it does, it, it's pretty great. There's another one by Summit that's mm-hmm. pretty good, um, and it's kind of you know, it's a it's like a spring loaded type mm-hmm. uh, cable that that you can yeah attach your stuff and it just lets out as you climb. Gotcha. I have used that one before and it's good. You mm-hmm. know, I haven't had any issues with it to be honest with you. It's not loud or anything like that. It's a it's a decent decent piece. Uh then there's also just paracord, wrapping paracord. And that's what I've done. Yeah. In the past, it's not the greatest, not the worst. Yeah. Uh well that's that's what I had on my um Lone Wolf Climber was you mm-hmm. know, just just the paracord and and I've done that for forever, you know, just just the pull-up rope, you know. It's definitely cheaper, you know, the cheaper option. I have mine. It's on, like, its own little, like, plastic spool. Mm-hmm. And I have, I put a, a Night Eyes gear tie mm-hmm. on it. And I just put that on the end and would wrap it up. Wrap and, it up. And it, I mean, it, it's simple. It, it's really not. I, I'm going to get the Doyles just mm-hmm. because it'll go well on the on the battle belt. Yeah. Uh, but it's honestly, it's not. So, it's like 30 Thirty-two dollars or thirty-seven dollars yeah. or something like that. I have used one and I really liked it, so I'm just going to go ahead and get one. But right. at the same time, that's not one of those things like you know camo or you know something <laughs> like that. It it really it doesn't really matter as long as it works and you yeah. get your bow up. Yeah, then you're good to go. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I have found getting in the saddle game is that. Um, you go to the, to, to the Saddle Hunter Forum, which is an awesome place to get info, and you can go to Hunting Beast, which is an awesome place to get, you know, you can go to the Facebook pages. You can almost get over, you can almost get too much information mm-hmm. to where you're like, you can get way, way in the weeds with it. Like, we've been using paracord to pull up bows and killing Pope and Youngs for years, you know? Right. <laughs> like, you know, and so, like, there, there's also this part where, you know, you know, newest is, is good, but... What I'm finding is that I have to find what works for me, you know, because each person is really different in and how they like to hunt. You know, um, I don't like to have a bunch of stuff. 
You know, I know yeah. there there are some guys who are like, I'm wanting to buy this pack, and I got I got a pack for going this far off the road, and a pack for going that far off the road. Hey, if that's what you want to hunt, that's cool. You know, but um, um, I know a lot of guys who bought Mr. Ranch packs, and they're not any better hunters than the guy who's running a Walmart pack. No, I, honestly, I mean, I know I know some some folks who spent thousands and thousands of dollars on gear before the pat the last season, the 2018 season. Yeah. And didn't kill any deer on the 2018 season. Yeah. It's not, those aren't, in my opinion, those are not the things that make you a better hunter. Right. They don't make you more effective. Right. Uh, I can use a pack that if it works and it does what I need it to do, that's fine. You know what the things that are going to make me more effective? The things that help me stay in the woods longer. Mm -hmm. Like clothing. Right. Like a predator platform. Right. Um, like a good climbing method. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are going to make me more effective because they're going to um, make what I make it easier to get to the spots that I want to get into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the things like the pull up rope and uh, even the battle belt that, you know, that, that was a cheap thing that I could do pretty easily. Not necessary. I killed deer last year without it. Right. It didn't hold. I never even. I never even thought about it until I saw Clayton's. I was like, oh, yeah. cool idea. Oh, cool, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it wasn't like I was like, God dang, if there was one thing yeah. that I could change, yeah. it would be I would be able to carry yeah. these dump pouches better. Yeah. I, it's not It's not things – the things that make you more effective, in my opinion, are the things that help you stay in the woods longer and help you get in the spots you're supposed to go. For me, kayak, Onyx, mm -hmm. saddle. Like, those are going to be like – and then now, you know, hopefully, uh, clothing. Yeah. Those are like going to be the things that, for me, I want the best. Right. I want the best of the best. Right. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. Pretty and close to there. It's just, it's just really unique and funny because, like, you get in the saddle game and people are like you got to have this and you got to have this and you got to have this. Okay. Well, whatever you get, what I'm finding out, make sure that you're very efficient with what you have. Right. Because you could have, you could have the best of the best, and you go in there banging and clanging and you know doing all this stuff and. I mean, I don't know yeah, where other people hunt, it. but where we hunt, if stuff hits metal, you know, or anything like that, it's, you know, might as well, hey, move, move a couple of trees down, you know, or yeah. something. But, like, be efficient with whatever you have. If you, if you have a summit climber, man, be efficient with that, you know. I know guys that one of the best hunters that I know uses a climber, just kills deer after deer after deer, you know. But when he gets up in a tree, like, you can't even hear him. Mm -hmm. But he's done it for so long, he's got so efficient with it, you know, um, that – He's just good at it, yeah. you know? So however you hunt, like, don't let anybody tell you how, how you have to hunt. Like, right. you you hunt the most efficient way that you want to hunt mm -hmm. and make that way the most. If, and, if, hey, if, you, if you're if you hunting on your granddaddy's private farm, hunting over a, you know, a green field, and you've been killing bucks there year after year. Kill them. By golly. Kill them and invite me, man. Yeah, like, shoot the shoot bucks em. off the green. Don't listen to a word we said. Don't listen to the green like, field thing. if it works for you. Man, I mean, if it works for Jamie, I mean, he's got a 167, you yeah. know, like, you know, so exactly. And, and so if it, if it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You're you know? right, man. And, and, but find out what works best for you, you know, and, um, and then just get good at that. I mean, I can't, I mean, I know one of the um, episodes that I love listening to was the one with Michael Perry, you know? Yeah. Okay. He hunts out of a climber. You yeah. know, and then he even said on the podcast, he goes, I, he goes, I hunt out of the same tree sometimes. And you listen to other people like, oh, you can't hunt the same tree twice. Yep. Well, okay, I'm go, go, you. go tell him that, you yeah. know, and, and, but his wife, it works his for him. wife shot for the, the, 
big buck shootout yeah. at the expo last weekend. Yeah. Because they constantly kill big deer. And if you walked into the room, that their trophy room, every deer on that wall, you'd look at him and be like, yeah, I want to do what this guy's doing. Yeah. And, and he's doing a lot of the things. I mean, the, he's a mobile hunter. He, he will hunt mobile. Yeah. But if something's not broke, like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. He yeah. kills deer bucks out of the same tree over and over yeah. again. So, yeah. That guy would keep hunting that tree. It's it's really cool because if you ask a lot of guys, and I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of guys, especially in the South, they're like, um, like who did, who taught you how to hunt? It's their dad or their grandfather. You know, that's traditionally what, mm-hmm. what we said. Well, your grandfather didn't have a real tree. Yeah. He, he had green plaid, you know, wool jacket with jeans on. Yeah. Was killing deer after deer after deer, you know, so like – but he got good at it. He, he knew how to be a woodsman. He knew how to find deer. He mm-hmm. knew how to look for deer sign. knew how to read deer sign. So, man, you know, if it floats your boat, go float it, you know? Yeah. Like, if you, if you kill a deer, And if it makes you it. more confident to, to have, a you know, a, a better pair of binos or good range finder or a $12,000 bow, like, whatever you want. If yeah. it makes you more confident and you've got the means to do it, it, go do it. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, I think confidence is probably the most important thing. If you're confident in a Walmart jacket, a bright pink hat, and some rubber boots, then... Biggest deer I ever killed, Walmart camo. Yeah. Sitting in the ground blind. Yeah, me too. My biggest deer that I killed was in a pair of, uh, (laughs) like, I've actually got them out. They're for sale right now on Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) It's a pair of pants that I have had since I was really little. It's kind of funny how I remember what I was wearing mm-hmm. that day. Oh, no. A pair of pants that I've had since I was little, and I basically just cut a, a line on the belt line yeah. to make them fit me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that Walmart jacket with a pair of blue jeans. I didn't even have a base layer. I had blue jeans on underneath yeah. those pants. Oh, those, those have been just my to, base layers for years. Just to stay warm. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, I killed my biggest deer that way. Yeah. Like, I didn't have all this stuff. I was no. in a ladder stand on a greenfield, actually, yeah. by the way. I know. Um, during the rut. And so, guys, uh, I retract my statement about greenfields earlier. <laughs> you don't have to go on the uh, Southern Ground Facebook page. I retract that. But if you have, I'd love to hear about it. I mean, if you, I, I like to hear about people who kill deer. So, yeah. if you killed one on greenfields, um, I would like, I think I would like to specifically hear from people who killed deer on greenfields on high pressure public land. I would, because yeah, that's that would something be. that. Um, that's something that does not happen often. Of course, Jamie McKay, that episode, um, he, he talked about that a little bit, but like he said, it was blind luck, you know, and really most of the time you go into a greenfield, it's blind luck. Mm -hmm. Like there's not, it's not like you had to read. Usually greenfields are going to be covered in deer sign anyway, because they're all there at night. Mm -hmm. So you're not really going to, if you're hunting sign, quote unquote, it's going to be there, so it's really blind luck. But um, I would like to know people who have killed, you know, and, and it's different. So we're going to Kentucky in um, really like soon, and um, like it's really fast. And you go and hunt uh, beans, you hunt the fields mm-hmm. out there, you hunt field yeah. edges, it's just what you do. Yeah, uh, especially that early season, like there's just deer all over the place. That's right. how most of them get killed. Um, it's different out here. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, you've got, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, maybe Carolinas, mm-hmm. probably Tennessee, yeah. Florida, the manage management areas and national forest greenfields. 
you're typically not going to see a lot of big deer get killed on those. So I would like to see people who have, if they have, and I'd like to know how it all went down. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be cool to hear the stories of it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, well, dude, is there anything else that you're you're working on right now? Um, well, got my saddle in Monday, and so and then I got some dump pouches coming in. Um, so I'm just be putting those together. I'm really considering the battle belt, um, just because I I could see how you know walking in, you know, a long mm-hmm. way, you know, it it could sag a little bit, and so um, so I'm considering that. But um, honestly. When it comes to gear, I think I'm outside of the Predator Pack and the Versus Straps. I don't think there's a whole lot else. I'm, I'm really going to try to put some money. I would love to go to Kentucky, so I'm trying to put some money towards that, you know. And now it's just getting getting the bow tuned, you know, shooting and yep. just just doing that. You know, we're pretty um, – I'm, I'm at a place where um, I want to put money towards a, a deer tag rather than equipment that I don't, it's, it's not a necessity. I don't, there's everything from here on out. It's not going to be a necessity. You yeah. Know? You can hunt. With I can hunt have. right now. I can go out and hunt right now. And so now it's just looking at maybe getting that Kentucky tag. Um, and, um, I'm actually thinking about going, my, my parents are moving to, um, South Carolina. And so, Ooh. um, um, looking at going up there and, and doing that a little season hunting opens too. like part of the state opens like next week yeah pretty soon and so um, crazy and so uh, looking at going and doing that and um so now it's just get, like i said just getting out shooting a bow um mm-hmm. getting it all tuned up ready to go um and the only two things like i said predator pack and versus are the next two things so good good investment yeah good investment i do got a question for you okay being a new saddle hunter okay being a, 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 a new saddle hunter, what would be like the one thing you could tell a new guy getting into the saddle game? Oh, I'm fairly new at it. I know, but too, after, after, you know? after spending a couple of years in it. You uh, know? Yeah, so I, I, I hunted in it uh, last year and killed, I guess, six deer out mm-hmm. of it. And um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. I was hooked on it. I killed a deer the first day that I hunted out of it. Yeah. So. You know, for me, it was like, oh, well, I'm hooked right. automatically. You know, I loved it. I loved every part of it. Uh, I would say if you're going to get into saddle hunting, you need to commit to the system, like mm-hmm. commit to learning it and figuring it out. It's not a, uh, it's not a you know, an, an easy, easy fix to right. the problem of killing deer. Right. You know, it is it will help you get into the areas that you need to be in. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a good deer hunter. <laughs> then saddle might not help you. Right. You know, I mean, right. if you're not willing to do the other stuff, right. Um, saddle may not do anything for you. And, uh, I, I know people who have given up on it after a year because, uh, you know, saying it, it cost them, it cost them a deer or something like that. They kept getting spooked in the saddle or, you know, it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Like figure it out. Right. You know, I, I I'm not just going to be sit here and be like, well, Drew, I give up on deer hunting because I'm not seeing deer. That right. ain't going to work for me. Right. Like, that's not my personality. Right. I talked a lot, very highly of saddle hunting. I sold out to it before I even had it. Right. So it was like, you know, I was I was consistently, until I got it in my hands, trying to learn everything I could to help the learning curve of the saddle. Mm-hmm. So commit to it. Yep. I think that would be the biggest thing is saying like, hey, make it make it a priority mm-hmm. like i'm going to be a saddle hunter yeah that's that's what i did yeah and it and it worked for me and um 
and it'll be worth it. You know, once you figure it out, once you learn it, man, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's way more fun than yeah. the tree stand hunt. And you started on the ground, right? Kind of getting used to it, setting yeah. up, finding where, where your tether went and all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I got used to it that way. Um, then the, the the next thing I did, I was I went about three feet off the ground with my platform mm-hmm. just to get used to that feel. And then I went up. Yeah. And, and I'm not afraid of heights either. I, I, you know, I typically take pretty risky moves when it comes to climbing a tree with any kind mm-hmm. of equipment. And so, like, that wasn't all that hard on me. Um, like, I wasn't ever scared. Like, yeah. I think the first time I went to hunting height, I turned upside down in my saddle yeah. to show my wife because I was just like – and if I die, then yeah, it's gonna be a quick death. I don't think I'm death. quite gonna do that, just because like I don't think I can get back up right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You could. So, you could. So, You'd be fine. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would do that right now. I would. I would show somebody how to how it we will not fall from hunting height. I'd do that because yeah. I'm confident in it. You know, yeah. uh, and that's because I spent time getting confident in it. And that's you know that's another big thing for people. Yeah, commit to it. Get confident in it. Learn it. And it'll make you better. Yeah, you know, it just will. I was talking to my brother about it because um, I told him I sold I I sold my climber, I sold my stand, I I went all in, and um, he just couldn't understand. He he goes, so you're leaning away from the tree, and I go, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at he, the tree. He, he goes, so you're looking at it. I go, yeah. He goes, so you're just hanging out in the air, and I'm like, yeah. He goes. Well, what if the rope breaks? I go, well, what if your cam strap breaks on your lock on? He goes, well, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, <laughs> like we just, we are so ingrained to have our backs against the tree. Cause that's what we've done yeah, since we were born, you know? And, and so, and it's um, fine. Like I, you know, I, I've killed a lot of deer with my back up against the tree. It's totally fine. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say I was, I'm not going to say I've been more successful because I used the saddle. It just made it easier. I, I mm-hmm. work a lot less. Yeah. Honestly, like that's like it's a whole lot easier for me to hunt now. Right. Now that I have the saddle. Right. You know, like I said, it's not going to make a it's not going to make a bad deer hunter good at no. deer hunting. It's just going to make a no. good hunter a good deer hunter. It's going to make it a lot easier well, to do what you want to do. It's the same concept with a bad golfer. You can go yeah. buy a $1200 set of clubs. You were bad when you had the $100 clubs off eBay, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you go get $1200 clubs, you're yeah. still you know, the clubs aren't the problem. You know? And that's the same with any gear. Man. Any gear. Any gear. Your bow, people when like, it's a kind of trendy right now to shoot a long bow, to shoot a traditional uh, bow. Like, it's a stick and string. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's more, there, there's, I'm not going to say there's more uh, thought put into, uh, you know, a cheap beginner bow that's 100 bucks, but there's definitely more. I don't even know the right word. There's more moving parts. Mm -hmm. How about that? Um, In that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that gear is quite as important as everybody thinks it is. But I do think that if it, if it makes you better, if it's things that'll keep you in the woods longer, Mm -hmm. help you hunt harder, um, I'm all for it. Because it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole of what's flashy and new. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with our phones and any of the electronics. It's like, you know, like my my iPhone's fine, but I got to have the latest and greatest. Yeah, I want the one with Siri. Siri. Well, I don't ever even use Siri. No. Like, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I'm never going to get the iPhone that doesn't have, well, that one doesn't have Siri. I don't use Siri. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like, no. um, 
No, so it's you can you can get sucked down that rabbit hole real fast, and just and then you're like, okay, well, I have to have this, and I have to have this. Use what you absolutely have to have. Find what's essential to you, and get really good at using it. Yep. And that's that's going to be one of my goals this year. Is um, one is to you know obviously to kill a deer out of, out of the saddle. Um, you know, I would love to kill kill a big buck, but I'm an opportunist. You know, yeah. <laughs> if it's legal and I want to shoot it and I feel good about shooting it, then hey, I'm gonna turn it loose. You yeah. know, and so, but just to get efficient with my climbing system to where, one, I can um, find and locate deer consistently, but also get really efficient and not spooking deer going up and down and just yeah, you that's know, a big part of it being there. So um, I would say you know that kind of wraps it up for mm-hmm. me as far as like really any gear we're actually pretty close to where we need to be at so i am basically there's two more things that i did i painted my i painted my uh fender wells on my on my kayak trailer because it's got to match the sticks yeah because it's got to match my climbing sticks because you can kill them from the boat ramp right so uh the other thing i did was i I redid my uh trailer lighting which is legal so kind of need that i had to do that um I, i think there was just a there was a short somewhere in one of the cables that was running through the trailer, so I got that taken care of, and uh, I'm I'm almost done with everything like that that I need to do. So it's just about time to hunt. It's, it's time it's, to hunt. It, we need to be in a tree. Yes, honestly. Yes. Um. All right, dude. Well, appreciate have, having me on, man. Thanks for coming on, man. It's yeah, been man. A, it's, it's been, been a good a time. I know, I know it won't be the last time. Uh, yeah, I think this will be something that we do. Cool, man. I on a regular basis. I enjoy it. I, think I it's really fun. do. Really so. Do. Um, yeah, as always, we talked a lot about Tethered, but check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. It's going to be even bigger and better than ever as time goes on. It's just going to be better and better and better and better. That website's going to get a lot of traffic. It's going to get my paycheck as well. It's going to get a lot of paychecks, (laughs) I think. There's going to be a lot of Tethered equipment sent to random addresses, so... (laughs) Guys, wives, don't find out. And guys, um, like I said at the start, I am a pastor, so I do marriage counseling as well. So you know, um, <laughs> we both, you know, yeah, we, we'll yeah. do your marriage we'll counseling do your marriage together. Counseling. Um, and more than likely, we'll tell you <laughs> keep sending it to the random address that's because right. that's right because it's just better that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so check out Tethered Nation. A lot of cool stuff coming out this month in august i'm trying to think if there's any more announcements there is one big announcement speaking of all the saddle hunting we've been talking about lately demo day is coming up august the 24th check it out on facebook go to the southern ground hunting facebook page and go under our events and you will see it now you tennessee guys are going to be hunting velvet bucks that weekend so uh, i'm actually going to be mad at you if you come to demo day and don't go try to kill uh, a buck on on uh, some private How land awesome in Tennessee. Is that, man? It's cool. I actually got invited to go yesterday by my buddy uh, uh, Ben, and he was he was a guest last year because of his Tennessee velvet yes. buck, and he invited me to go, and I was like, bro, I can't go. Go Friday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I, I could, but I, Saturday is the de- demo day. I know. So I can't. Anyways, I must love <laughs> you guys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because I could be chasing velvet bucks like well, it's really only two weeks earlier than I would be in in uh, Kentucky. So true or false? Right now, if you kill a five point in velvet, do you mount them? I would. Oh, me too. I would. <laughs> me too. Like, 
I mean, I guess it depends on how big the five point is. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, if it's got a decent size frame on him and he's, you know, in full velvet, I might. I might. Yeah, I might. I just would like to kill a deer in velvet. Oh, so but I'm going to be in Kentucky for like a it's week true. and a half. So I have given myself plenty of time. Um, anyways, back to Sorry. what we were talking about. Demo day. If you want to be a saddle hunter or if you want to meet saddle hunters, um, I'm not going to say this is a dating demo day. Uh, but if, you know, if you're a good looking single young woman or a good looking single young man and you're looking to meet other saddle hunters um, of the opposite sex, then. Maybe you'll meet them at Demo Day. Who knows? Just a swinging. Well, we're, it's not that. It's not that kind of party. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's not a swing. <laughs> not a swinging party. Yeah. Um, it is a Demo Day, guys. Seriously, if you uh, if you want to check out some cool gear, uh, we're gonna have lots of people there, sporting all their you know climbing methods, things like that. Also, if you are not a saddle hunter yet, but you want to be, but you just don't want to do it. Uh, you don't want to commit to it until uh, you try some stuff out. Um, this is going to be a great opportunity. It's going to be right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. So we try to do it, you know, in, it's not exactly central Alabama, but it's where the two major interstates cross. Yeah. And uh, it's actually in Odenville, Alabama, which is east east Birmingham, yeah. kind of. Uh, so check that out on the Facebook page. You can put that you're going or if you're interested or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's 100% free. Um, we will gladly take donations if you want to donate to the to the food and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not asking for any of that. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Check out Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps. Good stuff. Onyx Maps. Mm-hmm. Yep. YouTube it. channel. YouTube Sportsman's channel. Nation. On YouTube. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Southern Crown Hunting Podcast. I have an exciting announcement to end the podcast on okay you ready okay, for this I'm, I'm ready i don't know if you even know i this. know i don't you wait for the end I'll wait it's exciting I'm it's super right freaking exciting okay. bro from this episode forward it's weekly podcast come on somebody so you don't have to wait every other week for southern ground hunting oh, podcast gosh. we're going weekly um we're going to talk to a lot of people it's going to be really good i have decided that I need to make time to do this, and um, we got people interested in it. I get feedback on it every single day. Thank you so much, guys, for all that feedback. And so we are going to take this thing weekly podcast um, every Thursday night, Friday morning ish. So where where can someone go and subscribe for that podcast? You can subscribe to that podcast on almost every podcast platform, on Stitcher, on iTunes on Spotify on I think Google Play is that one I don't I don't really know I listen to everything on iTunes but um, all of the major podcast platforms you can listen to this uh, you can subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation podcast network um, the Whitetail feed and you'll get Southern Ground and a bunch of other podcasts uh, Whitetail Hunting podcasts. Or you can just search the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, and we have our own RSS feed, and all you will get is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I know a lot of you guys do it that way. Um, so, yeah, weekly from here on out. Oh, yes. I'm Good very stuff. excited about it. I think it's going to give us some really cool momentum, so I'm, I'm pumped. Yes. Very pumped. So, guys, check out Southern Ground Hunting Podcast next week. Same place, same time. As always... God gave us dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, 
and the beasts of the earth. So if you're going to be outdoors this weekend, go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.